and welcome to another episode of the Motherkind podcast with me, your host, Zoe Blasky, where each week I chat about all things motherhood and well-being. This week I chat to the wonderful Clemmy Telford, who I'm sure many of you know and probably follow at Clemmy Telford because she has an amazing blog called Mother of All Lists. And I wrote a list for her a couple of months ago, all about how I learned to be kind to myself. So have a look at that if you haven't already and have a look at the other lists on there. Clemmy has curated over three years the broadest range of thoughts and views all in bulleted list format. So you only need five minutes. It's brilliant. Around motherhood and work and mental health. I really recommend it. So that's mother of all lists. Now, Clemmy and I have actually known each other for a long time. We first met when we were 18 because we've got a really good mutual friend in common. So even though we've known each other for a long time, we've never actually sat down and had a deeper meaningful, which is what I think we do on this podcast. So it will probably sound chattier maybe than some of the other podcasts that because we've got this you know shared history and connection through the years but I think it really makes for a great interview because we were so comfortable with each other so we chat about such a broad variety of things Clemmy's just had her third baby Greta who is now five months so we chat about what that's been like what the transition to three children has been like you naively think you'll have a baby and then life will continue as it was so yeah. by doing all those things it was I think for me a way of clawing back myself like look at me nothing's changed we've just got a baby when actually everything has changed hasn't it Emmy's also been really open about sharing some of her struggles with anxiety so obviously because it's the mother kind podcast a lot of it is about well-being and mental health we get really deep into that and I asked Emmy some of her coping strategies and how she's found that with her third child anxiety and excitement often the two sides of the same coin so actually when I was preparing for birth if in the final few weeks I thought it might be starting and it would trigger some anxiety I worked really hard to tell myself that you want this this is exciting we also talk a fair bit about therapy which again is one of my absolute pet topics i love chatting about therapy so both of us share actually a bit of our journeys in therapy particularly with our husbands and what couples therapy has done for both of us i think the big thing that ben and i learn is that when you have a newborn you are going to have those moments when you are pretty vile to each other because you're both really sleep deprived we chat about work and again Tammy and I have a lot in common around that we were talking about how we've built up our identities to some extent around being successful and what it means now being a mum so we cover a lot of ground and it was brilliant to just sit down and connect with Clemmy on a deeper level and she's amazing. I'm sure many of you already know and love her but she is wonderful, she's honest, what you see is what you get and she's also really wise and insightful so I hope you enjoy our chat. If you did let us know either on the comments on the website motherkind.co or on Instagram either at Clemmy Telford or at Motherkind Zoe. I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. So, Clemmy and Greta, welcome to the Motherkind podcast. Hello, and also Derek. Our oh, yeah, Derek. Our dog, Sorry. Who, Sorry, Derek. I don't want to forget you. Hear some footsteps at the times. It's him. I think this is the first time I've had a baby on the podcast. Oh, Greta. Congratulations. <laughs> hey. 
popping the baby cherry on the podcast. <laughs> How's she doing? She's very good. She's very good indeed. We've had a weekend with Ben working all weekend. So I've had three kids on my own. So Greta and I are both glad to have the boys at school and nursery today. How do you manage that three on your own? Actually, I was hanging out with Zoe dressed like a mum and we both had three kids on our own and we just were dealing with it like a job. So if you really focus, put your phone away and like lots and lots of planning basically and then it's okay. I think parenting is the most difficult when you're trying to do other things at once. I definitely know that my boys misbehave if I've got my phone in my hand basically. Yeah, the multitasking. Yeah. Whereas if your phone's away, you are completely focused on the moment. It's kind of doable. It's physically exhausting. That's what's hard, but... Yeah, because your mind is just constantly, like... I feel like that with one. I'm like, what's she doing, let alone three? Yeah. But as they get older, so Bertie's five and a half, he's less likely to hurt himself. And how do you manage that, being present, as you're saying, with the three and not being on your phone with what you do? Because so much of what you do is through your phone, I guess. Yeah, I just have to be quite disciplined and physically put my phone away because I think it's habitual, isn't it, to check and just quickly look through emails and suddenly you're deeply in. Yeah, so I have a lot of structure. And when they're here, which is from, obviously, three till seven after school to bedtime I try and not have my phone on what you'll put it away yeah and you find that hard will it be like in the yeah. back of your mind like I wonder what's yeah going on. I do I do a bit and then you pick it up and very little's happened yeah it's like when you used to you ever used to come home from holiday and check your voicemails and then be like of oh, arts machine messages yeah or yeah. right, I did it yesterday I came home from a weekend away and I was excited to see what would come in the post nothing. literally nothing I was like oh life is not that exciting really. yeah exactly and how have you found the recovery period from number three yeah it's been actually really blissful, which probably makes me sound horribly smug. But I, I had... no, I think you've learned. Haven't yeah, you? I've learned. I'm interested in you sharing. Like, what have you learned from the third time? How have you done it differently? So, again, this is a theme. We did a lot of planning. I talked at Ben for many months beforehand. We planned a lot about how we were going to approach this year, this first year post Greta. So, first thing was that post birth, I was going to have. Greta, can you just pipe down? I was going to do... She's agreeing. Yeah, she is. (laughs) On Clemmie Hooper's recommendation, a week in bed and a week on the sofa. I did that. And it was just amazing, actually. I got a bit too into it and got, like, nice candles and snazzy pyjamas and just viewed that time so differently. Rather than kind of climbing the walls to try and get out to do something, I just completely gave myself over to her. It also helped I've had all my babies in the winter, which I personally really like because yeah. I feel like the whole world is hibernating. So Woody's November, Bertie's January, she's February. Not much actually going on in the world yeah. at that point. I had the same. What, Did you? I had Jessie two weeks before Christmas. Yeah, so it oh, feels sorry. lovely yeah. to cut yourself off. And actually with her, it was during all that snow. Oh, yeah. So okay. we were just holed up and it was lovely. And the second week of those two weeks happened to be half term, which I again thought was going to be awful. But hand up to Ben, he completely took the reins and occupied the boys. I didn't do anything for them during that time. And it was lovely, I think, for them to have that time with him. They probably loved it. Yeah, just complete in a daddy zone. I was with her. And, and I think everybody benefits from those boundaries. So the boys knew that I was focused on Greta at that point, And that wasn't because I didn't want to be with them. But they just were warned that that's what mummy was going to be doing. And as such, by the time those two weeks were up... I felt great. My bleeding had near enough stopped. I had found my rhythm with her with the night feeds because I think there's a real thing in those early days when you are getting very little sleep 
But I remember at three in the morning thinking, oh, I've hardly slept and this person's coming around in the morning and the dishwasher needs unpacking. And Yeah, and I set up that coffee with yeah, that mum at 11. Yeah. And I need to quickly go out and get cake or whatever. Yeah. And just not having any of that. Where do you think that comes from? That maybe how you were with your first one, that need to like look pulled together, get out there, get busy, I, get back to normal life, whatever that is. I think loads of it is from yourself. I've definitely with the first, you naively think you'll have a baby and then life will continue as it was. So yeah. by doing all those things, it was, I think for me, a way of clawing back myself. Like, look at me, nothing's changed. We've just got a baby. When actually everything has changed, hasn't it? And the thing is, Actually, hormonally, you do have that kind of massive adrenaline after you've given birth or oxytocin if it's gone well. So I felt all right to begin with. Yeah. yeah and then... Yeah. You tend with, to crash later. Yeah, then, I know that, which we've now passed, thank goodness. At 16 weeks, I crashed with both the boys. What did that look like, that crash? Just, exha- uh, just, just exhaustion. Just exhaustion. Well, I kind of wasn't able to sleep even when they were sleeping, which is awful. Oh, that's really it's common though, yeah. isn't it? There's nothing worse than a relatively newborn baby snoozing beside you and you're like, I'm awake. Exhaustion, feeling really lost. And I think at that four-month mark, the novelty of the newborn wears off. So if you have had any help, people are a bit like, oh, yeah, they've got a baby now. Your hair starts falling out. The sort of long days start kicking in, I remember that. The babies want a little bit more from you. They've come out the fourth trimester. And also, it's just kind of a reality here because to begin with, you're just like, wow, we've got this new baby. And then you're like, oh no, this is my life now. Yeah, yeah. So this time I was really had that in the back of my head. And yeah, we're almost at five months and I'm yet to crash. And you haven't had it? No, I haven't. And do you think that's a result of that two weeks or a general, like a different view of it so the, from you? There's a couple of things. Those first two weeks definitely are huge. Second of all, I've really given myself days of the week when I've got blank diary now which is so important yeah so important although it's funny isn't it because actually maybe those blank days would have scared me with my Bertie with my first but anyhow I have blank it depends on your mind yeah yeah where you it's all about where you're perception at. yeah blank days permission to text friends or whoever I was meeting and say actually can't make tomorrow I've had a terrible night or I'm just feeling exhausted which I would never have done because if you're lying awake thinking god trying to get that tube there or getting on the bus to that coffee is filling in with dread it's all right to go of course it is it's the most loving thing to do for everyone I would hate it if a friend came to meet me knowing that she sort of didn't want to be there yeah yeah, she put herself in a worst state to show up for me I wouldn't want that you know your subconscious does know when you just need to write off the day and then the third thing which I've written about a bit on Instagram is perception so without being really pessimistic I had a really low bar for the first six months of this year I didn't think we'd be able to do very much at all I didn't expect to be able to go out in the evening I didn't expect to have much freedom I didn't expect to have much sleep and that's okay and so now whenever she does do a better night's sleep I feel delighted and actually those windows of half an hour that I do get to myself whether that be a bath or I mean I'm hoping to go out for the second time on Thursday for a couple of hours which you know she's nearly five months and that's my yeah will be one of the first times but I feel excited about that whereas with the first couple of times I was desperate to try and get some time on my own and and then you feel bad when it doesn't happen so yeah or resentful or resentful 
of everybody. Yeah, and that's not a good energy. And what about anxiety? So I know you've been quite open about sort of talking about anxiety yeah. and what's that look like with Greta or how Again, are you doing now? it feels really good because if I wake up feeling a little bit like that, I, I just do the things I need to do to make that okay. What are those? Nap. When people used to say sleep when the baby sleeps, I used to find that hugely irritating. Yeah, a lot of people do, don't they? But there's something in it. <laughs> It's true, because I was just like, oh, fuck you, I'd rather empty the dishwasher or or anything. And it's just like, no, actually, it really is, because little babies do sleep quite a lot, mm. and even if it's 20 minutes. I get why it's triggering, though, because, like you say, if people are in that mindset of needing to, maybe in perfectionism or control or some other coping mechanism to deal with what we're going on internally, hearing sleep when the baby sleeps might feel so far away. Yeah, from, I know. Like, I get why that's triggering. Yeah. I think, like you're saying, it's all about that mindset, feeling more relaxed yeah. when you can sleep when the baby sleeps. Oh, there's such a lovely feeling. and So I've done that, I've cancelled things, I've tried to let the house be messy if it needs to be messy, and that's okay, isn't it? It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy to... The dishwasher seems like such a stupid thing, but it's... I remember with Bertie, like, trying to get it done before people came over, and it's just like, what a ridiculous thing. Yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it, that, like... Because I think those people coming over, like we were saying, would be mortified if they thought that... Yeah, well, you're, yeah, you're still in pain, both labour. Yeah, 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 you're, like, bleeding, <laughs> trying, trying, trying to get the mugs away. And, oh, yeah... Actually, which reminds me, controlling the visitors in the early weeks is so important, because... It is weird, I do it too. People are desperate to see a brand new baby, but actually a three-week-old baby is really cute as well and it just doesn't matter. And if people did come over, we would say, oh, you can come over for half an hour then. It's not like you're not coming over and settling in for the afternoon and leaving a mess and get them to bring food. That's what I did. I mean, I was pretty good with visitors, but I said, if you come over, you have to bring lunch, lunch or dinner. Yeah. So I didn't really cook for a month. Oh, it's blissful, isn't it? Yeah, that was and so then, good. That then, was then, so then good. eventually you have to come out of that. You're like, oh, right. Yeah, I oh. mean, really, I can cook now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I probably should be. <laughs> That's the biggest shock. After the pregnancy, I was like, oh, mummy can't do that. She's pregnant. Like, oh, yeah, mummy yeah, really so can. Mummy can do that. Mummy needs to stop being a bit lazy. So is it those things then, like getting enough rest, letting go of control, perfectionism? Would you say you're in remission from that anxiety or does it still pop? You just know how to handle it. I know how to handle it, yeah. Is it remission? I've also accepted that anxiety is just part of my life. I think it's part of most people. I don't know anyone actually, and I talk about this stuff like pretty much all day, every day. You know, we live in an anxious world yeah. in so many ways. Just depends what you call it. Just it. when it, yeah, exactly. It's just when I guess it gets in the way of day to day life. That's yeah. when it's something to. So when I like, was diagnosed with actual what, what do you call it? Generalized anxiety. Generalized anxiety disorder. Yeah, when I was diagnosed with that, which was pre kids actually, that is when anxiety was occupying so much of my thoughts and dictating my day. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'd be yeah. organizing to go out on a night out. And I'd already be trying to work out how I could get home. Yeah, so massively projecting, which is a shortcut to anxiety anyway, isn't it? And just, like, having to have so many things in place in order to do anything. Now I can get up and feel a bit anxious. How does it manifest for you? Is it, like, in that sort of projecting and needing to control work through your head? Yeah, and feeling jittery and... It's hard to explain, isn't it? Just a bit off kilter with the world. I also have now accepted that actually that's all right sometimes and that 
that's just normal, you know. It's very normal. There's very few people who live in a perpetual peace of mind. No. Very few. I, I, don't, sometimes think, I don't really think anyone does, actually. And sometimes it's telling you something. Like, most of the time. If I can try and work out what in my core and my gut mm. that it stems from, it's actually, mm. you're like, ah. Oh. And as soon as you unlock that... Yeah, my friend Chloe Brotheridge, have you come with me? No. She's wrote this book called The Anxiety Solution. That's what she says. She's like, nine times out of ten, yeah. not always, nine times out of ten is telling you something. Yeah, and like, once, once you unlock what that thing is, oh, yeah, I don't want to do that thing in yeah. three weeks' time, and you take that out, oh, I feel fine. And also, I've written about it before, but anxiety and excitement often are two sides of the same coin. So actually, when I was preparing for birth... If in the final few weeks I thought it might be starting and it would trigger some anxiety, I worked really hard to tell myself that you want this, this is exciting. Those early contractions or Braxton Hicks, is your baby coming? Yeah. And that's the same with loads of things. So sometimes before a night out... I always call them school disco nerves. <laughs> Do you remember butterflies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you could, you could, I still get that. Yeah, but that means you're looking it's forward to it. It's a reframe, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. That means you're looking forward to whatever it is. And, yeah, it's reframing it. Because, actually, once upon a time, when I was in most most troubled time, I would have seen those butterflies as a trigger for concern. But now I see them as, yeah, that means your body's getting excited. Same when you've got to do something big at work. That's flight or flight, isn't it? And it means your body's bringing its A-game. Yeah, I always say that, like, if I don't feel ner- slightly now, you know, I still get butterflies for every podcast, but it shows how much I care yeah, about exactly. it. If I stopped getting that, I think I'd be like, ooh. Yeah, there's the ups and the downs. Have I stopped caring? Like, and I think as well, it's like that rainbow of feelings. Like, yeah. I really appreciate that I'm a fully-fledged human that can feel like All the feeling. fear and anxiety and then joy and happiness. Yeah. What star sign are you? This is a complete aside. Taurus. Who are you? What are you? I'm a Pisces, which is all the feelings. Yeah. I'm like bull, aren't I? And interestingly, my husband's born on the same day as me. Yeah, so we can get like real like loggerheads. Yeah, and how do you break that? It's interesting because when I got with him, like I believe that we get with people who subconsciously we want to heal our stuff through. Yeah. So I hated conflict, hated anger. He's like all about the conflict, but resolves it really quickly, whereas my family pushed everything under the carpet. We didn't really do it. it. So actually, I've learned through him how to do a bit of conflict of you and a bit of anger which I just couldn't do before so yeah. he's taught me loads and I think I've taught him loads about communication and we've had couples therapy yeah, it's the best thing ever um, best thing ever have you done couples yeah, therapy yeah I did a year of it to save our marriage and I often think we just would not be the couple that we are now if we same had... like every session we just had like these aha moments yeah. and I was like because like I never learned from my parents a particularly helpful model around communication mm-hmm. and marriage and so how was I Ever thinking that I was gonna you just don't inherently know this stuff do you, you no. have to learn it and I think a lot of people think you know I told my parents that guy and I were doing couples therapy and they were like oh what's wrong and I was like no nothing we're just best investment we're just do. putting some tools in place to help us stay yeah what were the big things you learned so we have opposite coping strategies so if I'm feeling stressed <laughs> I take on more and 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 he will tend to bury his head more and more and more and more and that we could both recognize that in each other but helping each other get out of that without fighting basically yeah we had exactly the same ours was around when we were upset 
So basically, when I'm upset, I need loads of comfort. Like, I want a guy yeah. hugging me, are you okay? When he's upset, he wants the space. space. So what was happening is, you were... I was getting upset, and he was giving me space. And you were... <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? And then he was getting upset, and I was all over him. And, and we were... It just... The yeah. moment we learned that, we were like, oh... Easy. Easy. Game changer. It was those five languages of love. Have you heard about that? Yeah. 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 Actually, in relation to the podcast, I think the big thing that Ben and I learned is that when you have a newborn, you are going to have those moments when you are pretty vile to each other because you're both really sleep-deprived. And the things you say in those moments are awful, but now the classic is I've had all kids at home and he walks in at seven from a hard day at work and I just let rip, don't you? All the resentment that you have, all the take the baby now. And that has still happened third time, but what we can do now is he'll go upstairs, I'll go somewhere else and within five minutes we can come back down and go sorry about that and and laugh and laugh about it because you've got in again early days in probably both of the boys I was like this means our marriage is over no it doesn't no but it's so hard you created a human together I remember that thing you're like I've got a baby with him now and I don't even like him (laughs) (laughs) I think that's really like normal yeah you know, what have I done? We are absolutely fundamentally... And, we've, you know, we've been married for years before that, but there's nothing like a child to tie you to... I've never under- understood that when people talk about it being, like, a sticky plaster, like, oh, we had a kid to save our marriage. I'm no, like, Absolutely. Like, surely if there's any cracks, mm. they will become, like, massive, you know, chasms. If- yeah. <laughs> it's like... Because yeah, the resentment is really hard if you, like, use... I've been really career-minded and... It's very hard to find yourself in a kind of domestic situation. Oh, my God, I really struggled with it. And, you know, I still do. Yeah. I, am, I am not a great housewife. No. Like, and he's, he's like, I've got to go to work. And in my head, I'm thinking, I'd love to be going to work. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stresses, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively and therapy is a space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy is just an incredible, safe, non-judgmental space. I absolutely love it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule, which I think as busy mums is what we all need. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash motherkind today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash motherkind. No, and, and I wouldn't now. How are you feeling about work now? I feel very differently about it. It took me a while to adjust to doing the motherhood thing, but actually, in relation to what we said earlier, seeing motherhood as a job as well and kind of wanting to excel at that in the same way. It's the most important job. And I'm, I'm, and I'm getting better at it, you know. It does take practice. When I was first at home with the kids again, I'd forgotten all those skills. And it uses opposite skills, actually, because my biggest learning is to take things at a child's pace and that constant, come on, come on, come on, come on, we've got to go, we've got to go, actually allowing them to... This is what I find so fascinating, because, you know, the coaching I do, so many of my clients will talk about this, where actually the skills that made us successful at work, like control and pace and action, actually 
what we need at home is letting go, imperfection. Like it's like the opposite. But if we don't learn that or learn those skills, which isn't it? Really hard. And also, if you throw in like why we might have been so controlling or needing to be, you know, often rude and charged and stuff, it's like. I'm not surprised not everyone gets, like, PND and anxiety yeah. and given that switch. Because it's the ultimate learning, isn't it? You can try and read a book, look on Google to work no. out how to parent. And actually, again, having had three, they are all different, you know? Yeah. And yes, there's nature-nurture, isn't there? But they are all different. And I now know, I look back, so my first was my hardest, but I now know him as a, a five-year-old and he just likes things a certain way. Before he could communicate the certain way that he liked them. It was tantrums. Yeah. 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 And I now see that, like, with Woody, I could fling a blanket on him and didn't really matter what the temperature was or when he ate, because that's just him now. He's that kind of guy. Whereas Bertie, yeah, if he's got a blanket, he wants it to be that blanket and he wants his milk. And Jessie's that's, like that. Yeah. She's quite like... It's fair enough, yeah. you know? Yeah. And who knows what you're going to be? Huh? Chatty, that's what you're going to be. I know that much. Maybe in between. Yeah, but that's all fascinating. <laughs> what are the big things you've learned about yourself? Through parenting? Yeah. That I'm a control freak. But where, do you know where that comes uh, from? Yes. My parents' divorce came as a massive shock to me. Mm, same as me. Like, literally rug pull. And yeah. so my coping strategy is to have everything buttoned down. And it's the only way, and I had exactly the same. Like, I never saw my parents <laughs> argue, and then they told us they were yeah. getting divorced. So I was like... And that control, it made me feel safe. Yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to yeah, have everything buttoned down and provide for myself, you know, all of that stuff. And has it been hard letting go of that? Once you got that insight, were you able to yeah, do it? Yeah, I, I kind of find joy in that when I'm able to achieve it a bit. But I'm, I'm still not great at it. Well, it's a daily, it's a daily thing. Yeah, it's, it plans me, it's, change. It's my wiring. Yeah. It's my wiring to And also, to it served us really well, right? I always say that. Like, I honour that part for me because it wouldn't kept have done me well safe work, and I yeah. wouldn't have gone what I wanted. Well I needed it. For a I needed it. But now I don't. Now it actually doesn't serve me, but it did for years. Yeah. Yeah, so I've learned I like control. And, but actually, the thing about parenting is you do need planning. Like, yeah. days go yeah. better if you have some snacks in your bag for example yeah, yeah, and yeah. if you have a game plan but be prepared to move there's it. difference between planning and control yeah. isn't there and be prepared to let it go you know because i'm really bad at right we're going to get this train and actually it doesn't matter if you get the, the next train if it means you don't have to chivvy them along on their scooters all the way to the train station yeah yeah and, and that's, then you show up and you're stressed yeah and, and you've just set this mood you know i've learned that about myself but I, again, reframing, I feel constantly proud of... I have, like, this weekend, I had three kids on my own, I can, oh, and I can amazing. do it. <laughs> and I think every time Ben... I don't, got, I don't know if I could do that, honestly. You would. I think, yeah, in the situation... But people keep saying would, to me, yeah. I don't know how you do it. Well, the thing is, once you've got three kids, there's nothing you can do, right? Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. And I, I could sit there and go, what on earth have I done? I'm so outnumbered and overwhelmed, or... But I think anyone can do it, but it's can you do it keeping some sense of yourself. joy, yeah, yourself, of enjoying it, as yeah. opposed to like getting to the end of the day and feeling like it was a battle and you're, yeah, you know, that's your, the worst your, feeling. your clenches are white because yeah, you clench your fist yeah, and your jaw. jaw. It's different, isn't it? Anyone yeah. can get through anything in life, I believe, but it's like, can you do it with. Yeah, it's true. You've got to try and enjoy those moments. I've put it on Instagram, but my boys found it. Her half pack of sanitary towels. 
towels from after Greta was born. And they had the best time with those sanitary towels. They made themselves into sanny ninjas. They were putting sanny ninjas. over their mouth. Oh, they had oh, them in I their pants. That. I love that. They were like, Mommy, these nappies are really small for you. They're smaller than Greta's. And it's just like, what I could have done would be really cross with them for like making a massive mess with all your sanitary towels. But you step back and go, this is hilarious. Oh, this wouldn't have happened. Now you'll remember that. Yeah, this wouldn't have happened in my life without kids you know the moments of comedy that they bring oh my god it's so funny isn't it yeah. I'm the same like I've really learned to yeah let go of a lot of that are you able to stay in the moment with stuff like that or do you have quite a busy head I have got a busy head but because now I'm not I am obviously working in terms of Instagram work but up until Christmas I was doing all of this and having a five day a week job which is bonkers everyone keeps saying you're really happy coming I was like yeah because last year I had this huge job and the blog and pregnant and two kids and now I've taken one of those huge things out so that's mega yeah it's amazing that you didn't or was that the time when you were struggling with your mental health no I wasn't but I always I've always had this sense since I started the kind of Instagram journey that this was building to something so like last year working at Facebook I knew it was hard but I also was enjoying everything that I was learning. And I knew yeah. that I was pushing my brain really to its max and that I probably wouldn't go back into that kind of role again. Right, OK. Because, yeah. So looking back, I probably was much more stressed than I realised, but I felt OK with it because I knew there was an end to it as well when I would go. And that's a different energy if you're enjoying something. Yeah, and it was, yeah, exactly. It's true. I think if you're slogging, like, you know, in a job you hate... Yeah. That must be awful. That must be awful. And that's a lot of people's reality, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, it's the worst. And so what's your plans with the blog? And It's hard when you've hidden behind a really big career. Yeah. I loved saying I worked at Facebook. Yeah. You know, that's, I loved saying I was working full-time as well. And, you know, that felt like such gravitas. Look at me with my big career and my kids. But having been around for six months, I now see the value of that to my children. And so mm. I'd be mad not to try and make it worked flexibly for me so I'm going to be doing consultancy so which ties together my knowledge as a creative director from Facebook with the blog and help brands do better comms so that'll be hashtag ads as well as some strategy I'm going to hopefully roll out lists live which yeah, I love this idea yeah it's exciting god so exciting. I put that out and a kind of an aside online and it got some really great traction so I was like oh right yeah this is a thing yeah because <laughs> so I gonna... think there's that yearning for that like real life connection yeah with like-minded people talking about stuff that matters exactly there's nothing better is there no and also with nice food always the winner oh yeah we need the nice food so yeah supper clubs on a theme where people will come and do recitals of their list so it should be really amazing because that is a bit that I love when people write a list for me and it goes out and they never expect I'm used to it now because I put them out all the time but the traction for other people so you put something out a woman wrote a list about her husband who works away a lot and suddenly I could see in the comments this community coming through yeah that she was able to connect to people when I wrote my list for you I had so many emails unbelievable it was amazing one night I just had to sit and I didn't have to it was a joy to go through sit and chat to everyone and someone said I've never been able to put words to my experience and you articulated it I was like oh my god Mm. it's amazing and that happens each time these little communities form and so if you can bring them together in real life I think it'll be really yeah really 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 powerful So that's going to be a thing. I'm excited to give all of that my proper brain power because up until now, all of that was 
Instagram was just a part of my life, whereas I want to kind of... I can't imagine what you're going to do. I mean, you're like, you've done so much with it, like, you know, full-time job, a little bit on the side. October, Ben goes on paternity leave for three months. So I've got three months to kind of give it a proper crack and then we decide about what actual work looks like, but we'll see. Emma Gannon has also done me, who wrote the multi-hyphen movie. Yeah, I've read it. I haven't read it. I've just read all the interviews because I'm... Reading Dolly at the moment, the Dolly. Yeah, yeah, Alderton. Oh, yeah. Also brilliant, but yeah. too many good books out. I know. But the, I apologise every time I say I'm a whatever I am, an Instagrammer or a blogger. I hate it because it doesn't feel reputable, does it? I feel the same about saying I'm a coach. I wouldn't say it for years. It's awful, isn't it? Because I'd had this like corporate career, which I guess every time I said it, and people would be like, a life coach. And I'd be like, mm, sort of, not really. Because I just, I felt oh, so embarrassed. Awful, isn't it? But it's only now doing it with mums and seeing the impact that I'm having. I, I feel really proud. So now I say it really proudly. Yeah, because I got a message from a client the other day saying I've changed her life forever. And I was like, why am I ashamed of that? Yeah, I mean, what exactly? However like, how, did your corporate what, job yeah, was, like, was, what, it didn't What marketing campaign is going to be better than that? So I totally oh. get it. Because I was like, oh... Constantly trying to streamline into one job, but actually, yes, List Live will be a job. Consultancy as a creative director will be a job. Yeah. Being a mum will be a job. And that's okay, provided you can pay the bills. I think it's more than okay. I mean, that no, book like, is great. The multi hyphen method is brilliant. Um, do you read all these books or do you audio them? Audio. I was going to say, otherwise, when do you have Do one a week. Do yeah. There's yeah. so much good stuff out there. It's such a moment, isn't it? I'm going to actually start doing a podcast where I'm going to summarise books in ten minutes. Because I was like, I'm reading all these books and I make copious notes. Do so, you? Yeah. You're such a geek. So, I'm such a geek. Honestly, I am like the ultimate geek. So what do you write notes for? Your own pleasure? Yeah. Things I want to remember, quotes. Oh, that's good. So then I'm like, hang on. My husband was watching me do it the other day. He was like, don't you think other mums might benefit from this? Why don't you do it? I was like, I can do that. So I might do one of the multi-hyphen method. Yeah. It would be like a summary. If it sparks something, then they could go and yeah, check read it, it or listen to it. So you're going to focus on mother rulers. Yeah. Obviously, having three kids. Having three kids, being a wife, being a friend, and also embracing a new chapter of my life, mm. which, again, one of your podcasts about phases of your life. About, Mel Wells? Yeah, about... Maven, about, about the body, it was about your yeah, body. Yeah, Mel Wells, yeah. But it's that same yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. It kind of pains me to say that I'm probably at the end of my pregnancy and... Yeah. newborn phase of my life yeah but that's exciting what are you working on within yourself a lot with body image are you yeah again it's quite an interesting point because I knew that I wanted or hoped that I could have several kids most of my 30s really has been putting my body in that place where it's like well I'm never really gonna get that fit again because I always knew that there was probably another pregnancy mm. not that far mm. you know around the corner so, and also Saying to Ben, because my kids are all quite close together, so there's only 22 months between Bertie and Woody, so I was pregnant again on Bertie's first birthday. Then with Woody, I started trying for Greta on his second birthday. So like, the oldest a child's ever been is two before I've gone back into that place. And it's quite remarkable now for me to be able to go, right, this body's back to being mine now. Um, what does that look like? Does that mean you're going to try and, you know... I'm not going to try and... So I'm really working very hard... To exercise from a point of self-love. Yeah. Mel Wells is really good for all this. Really? She's amazing. 
Honestly. It's actually, and Brani Gordon has made me, what, sorry, Brani, what's your latest book called? Run, eat, run, run love. Eat, run, drink, something. Mm, not, not, not drink anymore. <laughs> no, not drink. <laughs> so every time I kind of got into a new kind of exercise, in my head, the dialogue was, oh, how many weeks till I've lost this amount of weight? Or right, just, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. till I can do this. Coming from that punishing place. Yeah, and therefore, and I'm going to exercise three times a week and this is mm. going to happen. And now I'm just like, oh, every time I manage to exercise, that's great. If I don't, that's fine. There's so many nice little practices as well around, like... Because I don't think it comes naturally. I work really hard on loving my body exactly as it is. It's like I do it daily. Yeah, and if only we knew, like... I look back at photos in my early 20s when I know I was looking at pictures and beating myself up for them, and I look bloody amazing. And I think you'll look back on now and think the same. But it's just like, what madness. What absolute... And how are you doing with the scales? Because I know you've gone. posted about... They've gone. Well, they're not so gone. They're in the good. cupboard. That is so I... good. It's the most liberating thing. And I really, yeah. really, really didn't realise I had such a massive problem. It's but addictive. It's it really addictive. Yeah. And again, it's control, isn't it? I like data. I like something to hang my hat on. Yeah. You know, that awful truth of weighing myself within hours of giving birth. I mean... Did you? Yeah. Because, I mean, it's a phenomenal weight loss. It's like a couple of stone, isn't it? There's nothing quite like it. But that is so screwed up. I consider myself a, like, wildly intelligent woman, and I'm... Yeah, but this stuff isn't about intelligence, isn't it? Often this stuff is, like... That's why I love therapy, and I bang about this all the podcasts, but it could be something that someone said to you when you were three or four. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's what happens. Like, we get these beliefs. Yeah. I don't ever think it's about... No, but it's bizarre, isn't it? It's about... It's like the fish doesn't know it's in water. Like, often we don't no. realise that that's it's our so belief. Deep. No, it's so, so subconscious and so... Yeah. That's why it's hard to change. It is hard. For me, like, giving birth and having babies has been huge for that because I had Greta and Woody at home with no pain relief and I just got such respect for my body for that. I do a little practice. This is really cheesy, but I do thank my body every day. For that? Or for all no, that for like, thing. thanks for, for walking me to come to to do this podcast. Do you? I'm just like in awe of like it's... these trillion cells that are keeping me no, going. Know. And I think that's why I stopped drinking, because I was like, I don't... Why am I doing this? I just got to a point where I just loved it so much I didn't want to put... Anything bad in Yeah. It. It sounds really cheesy, no, but it's sort of... No. I mean, it was years in practice, like, don't get me wrong. I yeah, was abusive to my body all through my 20s, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to think about that. No, I know. So, body image, is there anything else? That's a huge one. <laughs> yeah. Quitting the comparison, obviously. Not obviously, but I feel like that's very important at the moment, which... Do you find that hard? Because I think a lot of people compare to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I'd, I'd hate that. Yeah. I'd hate the It's hard being on the receiving end. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because... We joke about it, but I've got a whole load of Instagram peers, if you were. If yeah, you, like, you know, yeah. we, we What talk... do you compare about success? Yeah, I'm pulling myself up on it, but you see a brief that's obviously gone round and pushing out with different influences. You're like, oh, why didn't I get that brief? Right, okay. It's stupid. And now I go, that's stupid. Or you yeah. you see people on a, on a snazzy... I get that. Yeah. I get that. I'm just like, because it wasn't meant for you. Yeah, Literally yeah, pulling yeah. myself... I think there's nowhere more triggering for insecurity than Instagram that's my experience and I'm right at the start of my journey with it and I'd say I'm pretty good on top of this stuff and I find it 
if I see everyone that I know in my like well-being gang has been invited to a thing and I wasn't, I really have to work on know, being alright with that. It? Yeah, and you wouldn't know normally in like old life. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. But for me, it triggers school stuff. Yeah, it triggers exactly. being well, for, out yeah, of for me, I'm one of five, which is amazing. But that comes with there's yeah. a hierarchy for, for each of us. Yeah. And who's the most intelligent? Who's the best looking? Who's yeah. the, who's yeah. the most musical? Yeah. Well, they're pretty big ones. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> and at the end, I always ask everyone the same question. So if you could give one gift to all the mums in the world, what would it be and why? The ability to be kind to yourself. It's perfect for it, the mother kind of Yeah. It's so hard. So I mean, well, you know from my list, this, yeah. is, this is my big journey. Do you know what? I think that's probably what's happened this year, that I've been kind to myself in every aspect. Especially as a mother, you can't be kind to your children if you're not being kind to yourself, you know. Of course know? not. And even when you can, you know, they pick up on that dissonance. Yeah, they do. And it's, it's confusing. And I really love my kids to hear, oh, mummy's... Like, I hear Ben say, oh, oh no, don't just go and disturb mummy, she's having a bath. And that's really OK for them to know that there's their boundaries. But don't get me wrong, I love a bath with all of us in. But it's... It, oh, You've got really strong opinions on that. Do you agree? <laughs> that mummy should be kind to herself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... Oh, that's lovely. Thank you so much. So that's it. Thank you for listening to the episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. And if you did, please do leave a review on iTunes. It does make a massive difference to the number of mums that we can reach with this content. If you were listening to that episode, thinking about one of your friends that they might benefit from what we were chatting about then just tag them in on instagram my bio will include the link to the podcast so they can find it really easily from there people often tell me they're desperate to share it with their friends so if that's you then please do i feel like the guests that we have on the podcast their wisdom just deserves to be heard far and wide so help me make that happen i'd be very grateful And also, if you want to send me any comments or thoughts about the episode, then please pop over onto Instagram at motherkind underscore Zoe. And also, just to let you know about my coaching. So I do work one-on-one with mums on my programme, which is a three-month programme called Reconnect to You. So if you want to work with me on taking your power back in any area of your life, then please do get in touch. Just drop me an email, zoe at motherkind.co or look on the website, www.motherkind.co. That's it. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Take care.